If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back here, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Wes Reynolds, Dave Ross coming at you here from Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. The crowd, I keep hearing them. And every time I look up, I feel like we get another touchdown in the mm-hmm. Red River Showdown. And right now, we got a frosh in the game for Oklahoma. Spencer Rattler, I. I don't want to call it a benching. Maybe it's a rotation. But right now, Oklahoma getting back in this thing. We're not done with three quarters of football yet. It's 41 to 30. The over has already hit. Yeah, that's probably why they're cheering because they're waiting <laughs> to cast their tickets because you probably got some new betters out there. It's like, can I cast my tickets? And now it's like, no, it's got to be graded first. So you got to wait until after the game. But uh, really what they need to be doing uh, if you're the Oklahoma Sooners is uh, getting that ball to Caleb Williams because he's the guy that's keeping him in the game. 41-30 to 30 here, nearing the end of the third quarter, I believe, uh, was just looking for the uh, live spread there. and uh, Well, yeah. we saw at one point that the total was up to 92.5. So, again, they've slowed down that pace here, but we do have 71 points on the board, and we're not done with the third quarter as of yet. So, again, do the math. You think three more touchdowns are going to be scored, that 92.5 is still in play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, still 20 seconds left. Still the third quarter. It feels like this game should be nearing an end. This game's probably going to get over in about two hours. Red River Showdown, what they're calling it now. Arkansas is tied up Ole Miss. That game back, forth, back, forth, back, forth. Uh, they are in the fourth quarter, under 10 minutes to go in regulation. All knotted up at 38. Uh, Maryland did get a touchdown. They are uh, still down, though, 56-17 uh, to Ohio State. And Michigan State trying to put the wood to Rutgers and quell a comeback 
uh, attempt, and it looks like they just got a turnover in Piscataway. So again, when Mel Tucker's team, uh, I got to start giving them credit right now what they're doing in, in the Big Ten if they can stay. Maybe perfect. my Hoosiers get them fat and happy next oh. week because it looks like they are going to be six and zero. Indiana, by the way, on a bye week, a much needed bye week for the Hoosiers. Uh, uh, and one of their alums not doing so well, at least in the early session today. For the first time today, it's time to welcome in our VP of Digital Ops here at VEASAN. He is Ben Fox. He is over at Mandalay Bay. Ben, it's great to see you, as always, on a college football Saturday. But I want to begin that you saw a sharp play come in here over at Mandalay Bay on a very small game, or at least a game that maybe escapes the public radar. Yeah, so we cover it all uh, here on Betting Cross America. This is an interesting one. Game kicking off a little later in the afternoon. $132,000 on the UTEP Southern Miss over. Now, again, this was at the over 44 and a half. The okay. number has moved up to 46. But it is rare, both a large play on the total and then the bookmaker saying that it is a sharp play. Again, that's a large amount of money. Uh, usually not, you know, going to be given those limits typically. But on a total, a little different than a side. Uh, just a smaller game, but just one to keep an eye on. You know, when you get this information from the bookmakers, usually they're not saying that's a sharp wager with a six-figure wager. Uh, and usually the number or the side is not moving with the better there. So again, just tends to, you know, something mm -hmm. to look out for for that later game there. I'm is not a sure. a change in quarterback, by the way, for Southern Miss. It is freshman Ty Lang who is going to go ahead and get the start. Our keys is, is out. So Southern Miss, I believe, has played like three or four quarterbacks. They have had a lot of injuries. So it is going to be actually Jake Lang is going to get the start for Ty Key. So that might be a little bit of a move. I was wondering if Jordan Palmer was a quarterback for UTEP today. I just right. it's, it's amazing to me when you see that kind of play, as Ben brings it to our attention over at Mandalay Bay, that you see that big a play on a game that maybe has escaped the public radar. Let's talk about a game that did not escape the public radar. And, Ben, we've been talking about it. I'm impressed by what we're seeing with Michigan State, if they can hold on to this win against Rutgers and cover on the road in Piscataway. Uh, how did the public make out potentially with this game? Yeah, they've been a favorite of betters. I think the last couple of weeks we've talked about those public underdogs, right, usually kind of less than a touchdown. Well, there have definitely been some public favorites of less than a touchdown. Michigan State was one of those today. Uh, at BetMGM Books, they had over 84% of bets and 92% of the money today against Rutgers. Obviously, those tickets, minus five, minus five and a half pregame, looking pretty good so far in the fourth quarter with Michigan State up. Up by 15 with under four to go, and Rutgers, they have the ball. Yeah, uh, Rutgers must have just turned the ball over because they remember when they were driving just outside the red zone, we're not able to get there. So 28 to 13 right now, Michigan State looks like they are going to cover. Also looking at the total here, 50, I believe, was the closer oh. on the total. So this total has absolutely died considering Michigan State has like about 600 yards off. Well, they, right can, they can sit on you defensively. That's what they're doing to Rutgers right now. But they are deep in Rutgers territory here. Tick, 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 tick. Three and a half to go in regulation with that 15-point lead. Ben, one more tidbit. Bowling Green was the last Perfect team ATS in college football. Ben, is that going to go by the wayside today? Well, it's not looking good. I don't, I don't think the game's over yet, but uh, they were a 14-point underdog, Bowling Green. Remember, they had that big win over uh, my Golden Gophers a couple weeks ago as 30, 30-and-a-half-point <laughs> underdogs. Uh, they were 5-0 against the spread, 14-point favorites against Akron. 
Last I checked, they were down 35 to 20 with about four minutes left. So I don't think they're going to get there. Uh -oh. uh, so we'll have no undefeated teams against the spread left in college football this season. Uh -oh. uh, Akron, who I believe had not covered a game coming into this game, uh, I asked her for Adidas pretty and bad. she bought me yep. zips. Uh, Akron all <laughs> over Bowling Green, 35 to 20. Two minutes left to go. BG going down as 14-point favorite. Do you just go Fresh Prince of Bel Air? I mean, that's a Jazz Jeff and the Fresh Prince. I did. I mean, not many people know that song. That is old school to his best. All right, Ben, we're going to check up with you uh, throughout the afternoon out there at Mandalay Bay. Appreciate the time and the information. We'll catch up again soon. Sounds good. All right, and Ohio State back on the board. Uh, you know, we thought they might call off the dogs. No, sir. Ryan Day uh, running it up right now. On the Terps, just as an aside, the Terps have the best uniforms. I think the helmets potentially in the country. They're not doing them any good today well, at the shoot. And Ohio State does have the backups, and to be fair, but to be okay. fair, also their backups are like four-star dudes. <laughs> I mean, it's like that's the run of the mill. I mean, you got dudes that are like four-star kids that go in the transfer portal out of that program. So Cal McCord, the backup, now in the game, he did get the start over Akron. So. Ohio State's number twos are going to be better than most teams, so they are running the ball here. 12.30 left to go. It is 56-17. In-game at BetMGM, 45.5, 86.5 on the total. Ole Miss back up on Arkansas in an absolute yeah, this shootout. Yeah, it's a game of the day. 45-38, under nine minutes to go in regulation. Again, I, I said it earlier in the program, I'll say it again. Tip my cap to both these coaches to get their teams, at least their offenses, certainly ready to play in the best, best bounce-back scenario of the day. You see the live out here of six and a half now. So you see what, what we're doing here at Ben MGM. Mm -hmm. Do you think Arkansas, they just keep going back, forth, back, forth, and whoever holds somebody to three, that's who's going to win this game? Yeah, Arkansas right now, and they're going to face a third down. Arkansas, by the way, minus two in the turnover margin. That's essentially why they're down by seven. But Ole Miss, minus six and a half, minus two and a quarter. It is a third and four. Timeout, 823 left to go. 96 and a half on the total and juice to the over. And why not? Arkansas, 543 yards. Ole Miss, 530 yards. They've both been running the ball. We know Arkansas can run, but they've been able to make plays in the passing game, too. So Ole Miss has stayed mistake-free, though, and that is why they are up by seven. Still can't believe you dropped the parents don't just don't understand reference and lyric on the show. That was pretty well done. Uh, Florida State going to take on UNC. That game getting ready to kick uh, pretty darn soon here. UNC uh, laying a big number at home, 17-17.5 here at BenMGM. We, we've... Florida State has been what an interesting team would be putting it nicely mm -hmm. from a betting perspective so far this year. I was on Notre Dame week one, and they bit me down there in Tallahassee. And you think, all right, Florida State's pretty good. No, they're not pretty good. But they did get their first win in the ACC last week against Syracuse. Any momentum? for Florida State going into this game that, down there in in uh, Raleigh-Durham. That's where I would lean here in the 17.5. It is priced into the number, I think, already that North Carolina going for that revenge spot when they were kind of on the precipice of saying, hey, we are college football playoff contenders, and then they won down there in Tallahassee. Jordan Travis has been starting. It, they did go to McKenzie Milton for a while. Now it is back to being Jordan Travis, and we know Travis uh, – much better running the ball, I think, really, than throwing the ball. So probably a lot of zone read here. North Carolina's defense, a little bit shaky to be laying big numbers. Now, their offense is absolutely potent, but this is such a team that has been, I think, just so erratic this year. Look, they lost in Blacksburg to Virginia Tech. That was kind of a danger spot, we thought, going into the season. Then they rebound and crush Georgia State, crush Virginia, 59 points apiece in both those games. 
And then they lose to Georgia Tech. Oh. 45 to 22, an inexplicable loss. By the way, that's a Georgia Tech team that is now down to its number two quarterback as uh, the kid uh, Sims, Jeff Sims, got hurt early in the season. By the way, Georgia Tech, they are in progress. 24 17 to start the fourth quarter over Duke. GT was laying about four and a half. Uh, very quickly, I want to just touch base here. Oklahoma's moving it. Uh, they are inside or about, right about at the Texas 20 with 13 minutes to go. And this is something we said earlier, and I said I, I made a mental play on this one. It was 14 nothing Texas to take Oklahoma plus the 4.5 on the live in-game wagering. Okay, so now they're down 11, and they're on the move. Very quickly, are we starting to think about Lincoln Riley and say, if you don't punch it in, do we kick a field goal here to make it a one-possession game here and get it to eight? Yeah, I think that they're probably, you would think, are going to do that as Oklahoma now is going to be inside the 10, not quite a first and goal situation. And and it is not Spencer Rattler, by the way, no. in the game. Uh, Lincoln Riley, no rest for the wicked. He's like, I got to make a change. This is a rivalry game right now. So you look who is in the game for uh, for Oklahoma. It is Williams, Caleb Williams, the freshman out of the District of Columbia, Washington, D.C. He is running that offense, and now second and five. It is 41 to 30. Still a lot of time left in this game at 12 minutes ago. I caught your cage the elephant reference there as well. I like that. Ain't no rest for the wicked. So, again, Spencer Rattler, uh, if you've got a ticket on him with a Heisman Trophy, you might want to rip it up because yeah. it just looks like right now, uh, I don't know if they're blaming him for their lack of offensive of movement, but right now they are moving it, and it is going to get down to that scenario. It's third and five. Whether or not they kick a field goal if we get to fourth down to try to make it a one-possession game, we'll give you that update when we come back. But two Big Ten teams have been very disappointing so far. Go head-to-head today. Which number do you trust the most? We'll discuss when you come back with us. It is VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. 
But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, Season 2, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe back here betting across america dave ross west reynolds coming at you and west we've got a ball game i said going to break that if ou didn't get the third down you don't have to go for it mm-hmm. down by 11 lincoln riley heard me we must be plugged in together kick the field goal they're down by eight in the red river showdown yeah and you look at this right now oklahoma's got about a hundred yard advantage but really the two turnovers and then the blocked punt Texas kind of like hanging on. It's almost like they're trying to run the clock out here. Texas minus seven and a half, 87 and a half on the total. I just got a feeling that Oklahoma, this is going to be one of those wild and wacky finishes. No idea who's going to win, but it seems like seven and a half is a big number here and something that's a crazy game. Oklahoma, even though they had to settle for three, they do have a little bit of the momentum right now, you would think, with the change at quarterback. This was a uh, uh, 41 to 23 last 10 scored by the Sooners. Uh, and again, a game we've been keeping an eye on. Uh, Ole Miss did get a stop against Arkansas. So you felt like whoever could get a stop might yeah. win this game. So they've got the ball back up by seven. And really, Arkansas has had no answer for Matt Corral and company well, here in the second half. 45 38 Ole Miss. And it was fourth and 17 on their own 39. So they did elect to punt it away. By the way, Arkansas does have three timeouts remaining in that one. Good luck trying to get a stop. We haven't seen a lot of those today down there at the Grove. Okay, let's talk about Wisconsin and Illinois because when you look at Wisconsin and you go, all right, I'm going to lay 11 on the road in Champaign today. And you go, how am I going to do that if I'm a Wisconsin backer? Because you've been back in Bucky Badger. You've been throwing away money so far this season. Graham Mertz, we believe he's going to be able to go here. The over at 42, very low total, so not a lot of points expected to be scored here. Are you trusting Brett Bielema against his old school? Or you trust in the new school 
in Wisconsin. I'm not trusting either one of these teams, but the the market is trusting Wisconsin because this did open eight Sunday afternoon, got bet up. It is now 12. Graham Mertz is going to be upgraded to probable. So look, this is a drop in class, as I was saying earlier, for Wisconsin because they played essentially three top 15 teams or their three losses, Michigan, uh, Penn State in the opener, and then also Notre Dame. So it's like, okay, now we get somebody maybe a little bit more our speed because right. those three were clearly above class of us. So I understand the move to Wisconsin, but I don't know if I want to lay double digits with a team that's just not generating offense. Now, I don't expect Illinois is going to get very much. They're certainly not going to be able to run the ball against the number one rushing defense in the country. Right. So, you know, they're going to have to let Brandon Peters let it fly. And Brett Bielema sometimes be a little bit conservative with his decision making and his play calling. And I think it's cost him a couple games this year. It cost him that Maryland game on a Friday night. It cost him the Purdue game as mm -hmm. well up in West Lafayette. So I don't really want any part of Illinois, but 12 and a half, a little steep for me. SMU, the Mustang, is going to take on the Navy today in the academy. 13 and a half on the ROAD. They're going to lay in this one. So again, Ken Niamatololo and company, a down year for the Naval mm -hmm. Academy. Again, as a Marine, we root for the Navy yes. in football because we don't have a team, which kind of sucks. But when you look at SMU here in this one, do you back the Mustangs? Because I think you think this might be a team that could be ranked in the top 25. Well, it is already ranked, and, and that, that's one of the reasons I actually did play a little bit against SMU here. There are three teams that got ranked in the top 25 that had not been ranked all season. Now, Texas and Arizona State climbed back in, but they were ranked a couple right. weeks ago. So three first-time ranked teams on the season, one being SMU, one being San Diego State, and the other being uh, Kentucky, uh, and they will face LSU. I did take Navy at two touchdowns here at home, and it's basically 13.5 in the market. Look, Navy, it was like a disaster. They, they, they fired that offensive coordinator. Now, that guy is still on the staff mm -hmm. coaching the quarterbacks. And then also Billy Ray Stutzman was trying to get an exemption for the uh, COVID policy that obviously the, the academy has. And, and he resigned his position as coach, Stutzman, a former Hawaii receiver. His brother, Craig Stutzman, the offensive coordinator up at Washington State. So Navy last week did get a win. They did upset UCF as 15-point underdogs. So oftentimes I think, hey, maybe a little momentum for okay. this team. You know, it's like, okay, we finally won a game. We got the monkey off our back. And look, I think the academy is down from Coach Ken's usual standard. Yes. It was certainly down last year. They just don't have that experienced quarterback. They don't have that Keenan Reynolds type of quarterback that kind of could do everything and where they were so hard. But when in doubt, I'm usually going to be leaning, at least, if not betting, the service academies as the underdogs because I, they can control the clock. Absolutely. And they obviously run the triple option. Last week, the uh, game was 34-30. to 30. Navy passed it four times. They ran it 76 times. There you go. And that was enough. Uh, 76 for 348 yards. And it isn't a Navy team that necessarily gets a lot of chunk plays, but they get you four yards, five yards. It's like death by paper cuts and when tick, you're playing tick, defense tick, tick, tick. Yeah. against these guys. So... I thought it was a little high for SMU. Tanner Mordecai, the uh, the former Oklahoma transfer, who, by the way, left because he couldn't beat out Spencer Rattler. I bet the people in Norman wish they had Tanner <laughs> Mordecai. Right now, uh, 127 for 181, 1,569 yards, 24 TDs, 6 INTs. They run that air raid offense. This is such a contrast of styles with SMU and Navy. Triple option against Sonny Dykes' air raid offense. So, uh you know, I thought it was a little bit high because when you get an SMU team like this, it's finally ranked. It's like, 
now you pump out your chest. It's like you achieved the milestone because you know when you're in that others receiving votes type of column, you know that, okay, we win here, we're going to be ranked, and all of a sudden, you know, we're the challenge. And I think SMU is kind of looking maybe to Cincinnati, and they won't get Cincinnati, by the way, until like late November, November 20th. But it seems a little bit like SMU right now, they're the only other ranked team in the American Athletic Conference. Like, they are the challenger right. for Cincinnati. Now, maybe Houston has something to say about that. They are 3-0 and in the conference and 5-1 and overall. They've won five straight since they lost that opener to Texas Tech. But those two, I think, are kind of the ones standing in Cincinnati's way right now. So is SMU looking a little bit ahead? Mm. They, they, they got by and covered against South Florida last week, but that was a late cover. South Florida was in the number most of the game. So... I thought two touchdowns. I'm not. I'm trying to see if there's any 14s out there. If folks want to shop around for this, it's basically 13 and a half painted in the market. Probably not getting the 14 because that's going to get gobbled up real quick on the midshipmen. All right, we have a couple games that are not over, but they are over. That's Florida up 42 nothing in final minutes to go against Vanderbilt, and Baylor still putting it on West Virginia. Uh, just about two minutes ago, they're 45-20. They're going to get those wins. Yeah, two finals officially, and we mentioned one with Ben Fox at the top of the hour. The Akron Zips. Uh, Asked her for Adidas, and she bought me zips at plus 425. <laughs> wow. They get the uh, Bowling Green, who looked like they were one of the – remember, they were 30-point underdogs yeah. at Minnesota and got the won outright win. Now, all of a sudden, you're laying 14, and I didn't even really look at this game because Akron has been the absolute pits. It's a rebuild there at in, in Akron, Ohio, with uh, Tom Arth as a coach. But they do get the win, 35-20, to 20, plus four and a quarter on the money line. That is final. We're also final in New Jersey. Michigan State going to go to six and zero. Six and zero. Yeah, Michigan State. I think twenty to one right now to win the Big Ten, and that's probably where they should be, considering who is really ahead of them. But all of a sudden, Sparty, they got something going now. Oh, uh, maybe a danger. Will Robinson homecoming in Bloomington, Indiana. I'm unfortunately not going to be able to go back. I had to text some buddies that are like, well, I got work duties here on Saturday with the Green Zone right here in Beeson, but. You know, Bloomington, it is an early morning kickoff, though, so uh, not everybody is uh, fully intoxicated as of yet. Hopefully, people are going into the game and not out there tailgating in the fields. 28-13, they get that win. And again, that that does surprise me. The win at Miami was the first eye-opener on the road for Mel Tucker and company. They get this this road win today at Piscataway. Pretty darn impressive. I mentioned Sam Pittman trusting his defense. They punted the football away. They got that stop against Mm -hmm. Matt Corral and the Ole Miss offense. So that game is back. Uh, live play here, Arkansas. Remember the last we saw, they were they were getting six and a half. Right now, they're down seven, 45-38, just over two minutes to go in regulation, but they have the ball on Ole Miss's side of the field. And Oklahoma, back from the proverbial dead in the Red River Showdown, they've got the ball in Texas territory, nine minutes still to mm-hmm. go in regulation, down eight. So again, not only are the live odds, if you took them at plus 12 and a half, if yep. you took them at plus four and a half now it's plus two and a half but also if you weighed the three three and a half you might not be dead just yet. well sooner's getting two and a half minus a dollar fifty right now at bet mgm 86 and a half on the total as you mentioned sooner's plus 170 on the money line here and uh the money line was like minus 170 or close to that in preflop so Oklahoma, still about nine minutes left to go. Oklahoma is in Texas territory. We'll have a lot of time to break this down once this game goes final, but I do wonder if Spencer Rattler right now, not that his his days are numbered in, in Boomer Sooner but maybe his job potentially could well, have been Caleb taken Caleb Williams, uh, we'll see if that's getting called back. That might have been a crackback block. Nobody was open down the field. 
uh, did was able to run for the first down, and I do believe that is going to be holding on Oklahoma. So uh, second long coming for the Sooners. Uh, we have a lot of big games getting ready to start. Of course, uh, not a big game, but for me, Syracuse getting ready to kick off against Wake Forest. We'll keep an eye on that. But the biggest game of the Big Ten season to date, about to kick off at the top of the hour, Penn State and Iowa. We'll break it down when you come back with us right here, Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide is now available with strategy and best bets for the season ahead. Get in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, rather, including Annie McNeil with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. This guide is a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season and get your digital copy now for only $9.99 at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe. Wes Reynolds, Dave Ross, betting across America. I am I'm stumbling over my words because I cannot believe what I'm seeing in a couple of games. Arkansas has tied it up against Ole Miss down there in the Grove. 45 all, a minute to go in regulation, but Matt Corral has the ball back. And the Red River Showdown. Headed for a showdown. Mm-hmm. Knotted up at 41, Oklahoma, all the way back. I will start in the Grove first. That is all tied at 45. Matt Corral has about ball back minute 23 timeouts left for Ole Miss. Not going to need him. This is a touchdown. I, Matt Corral just throws it deep, and he goes in the end zone. Now 51 to 45. PAT is going to be pending. By the way, Arkansas, 107 left to go, but still three timeouts, so they could very well tie this. So. Both of our games are delivering, so that is the update there from Ole Miss. That touchdown just happened, and now all tied at 41 between Oklahoma and Texas. Eight minutes left to go in Dallas, so could have maybe about two more touchdowns apiece from each team. Uh, Caleb Williams, by the way, hit Marvin Mims, 52-yard catch. Great throw and even a better catch. Spencer Rattler goes to Drake Stoops, son of Bob Stoops, mm-hmm. for the uh, two-point conversion. Now all tied at 41. The momentum is all is all uh, crimson there for Oklahoma. By the way, four, 563 yards to 400. So the stats indicate that Oklahoma has been the better team, but they are still all tied on the scoreboard. I know the analytics people hate this, but Lincoln Riley kicked two second-half field goals. Mm-hmm. Two second-half field goals. One where they were way down. Yeah. And people are like, hey, what, what are you doing? Well, that's how they got back into this position to make it a one-score game with that second field goal to cut it to eight, get a stop, and then to go for the two, as you mentioned, with Spencer Rattler back in the game. That's how you get to this knotted-up score. So, again, all I'm saying sometimes, and I know we look at it from different angles here, sometimes you got to take those points so they can live the fight a little bit later on in this game. That's what Lincoln Riley has done. Well, now, even with Texas getting the ball back, Oklahoma minus 2.5 at BetMGM, minus $1.35 if you want to go money line, plus $1.05 on the Longhorns. If you want to play at that route, also 90 and a half on the total. Still a little less than eight minutes, so plenty of time to get multiple wow. scores in this game. And again, we're going to have Aaron Moore on in the last hour of our program here today to talk about Heisman Trophy and Matt Corral putting up huge numbers for Ole Miss today 
in that shootout, up seven with a minute, a minute seven to go in regulation. And we talked about how topsy-turvy the ACC is. Uh, Maction is topsy-turvy Ooh. here on a Saturday because now we are going to have a second double-digit favorite get beat. Northern Illinois field goal with about 20 seconds left to go. Toledo. To go up 22 to 20. Holy Toledo. They may <laughs> be getting beat here. Northern Illinois was 13-point underdog, so we already saw a 14-point underdog today win with Akron over Bowling Green. So uh, Maction getting crazy, but obviously that is not the main event right now. The main event is in Dallas and also in the Grove. These two feature games early on, absolutely delivering. Meanwhile, I feel bad for the Turtles. They're getting run over. 66-17 Ohio State with just a minute to go in regulation there. So Maryland's still trying to get some late points here cosmetically. See if they can do it. But Ohio State... 66 on the board. Maryland is ready to turtle up here and go into the <laughs> fetal position and take that flight back to College Park. 66 to 17 now. Ohio State going to go to 5 and 1. Over and favorite. Obviously, easily get there. Nice smart play coming through. Still undefeated. Never lost, to quote LeVar Ball. Uh, let's get to the big game of the day in the Big, big Ten, and that is, of course, Penn State and Iowa. And right now, Iowa's small favorite at home uh, to try to get this one done. Kicking off at the top of the hour, they are laying two points against Penn State. Clearly, this feels like the game of the day. We don't expect a ton of offense in this one. Wes, when you handicap this one, and I know people go, when you handicap Iowa, you got to take into account all the turnovers they get. Mm -hmm. If Sean Clifford and company for Penn State don't turn it over, two and a half now they're getting here at MGM. If they simply don't turn it over, are they the better football team? I do believe they're the better football team, and they think they have the better weapons, really, than the Iowa Hawkeyes. Uh, Sean Clifford now finally adjusting. This is, I believe, his fourth offensive coordinator in five years <laughs> uh, or something like that. It might be five and four, but Mike Yursich came in. He, of course, was at Texas previously. All those years with Mike Gundy at Oklahoma State. So, look, he's finally getting it right, but this is a very good defense. Sean Clifford does have to take control or take care of the football, though, and he has done it for the most part so far this season, but Iowa, nobody forces more turnovers than the Iowa Hawkeyes. They got seven last week against Talia Tagovailoa in Maryland, so look, this sets up at a day for defense. The last time these teams met at Kinnick Stadium, both three teams were among the top three, or both two teams were in the top three in terms of scoring defense. Penn State won at 17-12. to 12. God, it feels like it's that kind of game Boy, today. You know, it does not feel. I, I know 41 on a total. I wouldn't be playing the over here necessarily. I'm not endorsing uh, the under. You know, I think it's about right. It's so hard to do that. But Iowa does lead the nation, as we mentioned. 12 interceptions, 6 last week in, in College Park. So, look, this is... a you know, sometimes you just run damn good. Sure. But nevertheless, Penn State can take the ball away, too. They are 21st they in the nation. Nine takeaways, third scoring defense at 12 points per game. So, you know, it's kind of like when in doubt, where do I lean on this one? I would say Penn State. I just think that they have the better playmakers when it all comes down to it, where it's like, okay, I need somebody to make a play. And I think Penn State has more of those guys than the Hawkeyes, but neither result would surprise me. There you see the over-under totals, both one and four to the under this year. So maybe now that we expect this defensive battle, this is where oh, we're going to get one of these damn games like we have right now. <laughs> 52 to 45, Ole Miss over Arkansas. 42 seconds left to go. Hogs with the football. And also 41 to 41. Uh, I got to see what happened with that review. That ball looked like that came out. So I want to see whose ball that is where Oklahoma might exactly have the football. And I think that Oklahoma does have the football as a matter of fact. Okay. Very quickly to that end. If you were backing Sark and company in this one, free flop, and you had Texas, 
and they somehow don't hold on to this. And guess what? They're not going to Oklahoma hold on, at just least right now. Oklahoma has the lead. And again, pre-flop, Oklahoma would be covering this football game if it ended now, which, of course, it's not. Kenny, Kennedy Brooks, 18-yard touchdown run here. So they're up six, PAT pending. They are all the way back. So Oklahoma, in the span of an hour here mm-hmm. in betting across America, has gone from benching their quarterback to being out of the college football playoff. They were down 38-20 to 20 at the half. And look, I said maybe this is the spot for the live line, 11 and a half here. So uh, now Oklahoma has the lead. By the way, Arkansas is driving. Two timeouts left to go, <laughs> 22 insanity. seconds. They are, I think, just outside the red zone now. Arkansas will take their second timeout. But uh, Hogs trying to go ahead and tie it up here at Ole Miss. This is uh, this has been, we've, we've sometimes had like a dud early window at these 9 a.m. Yeah. Pacific oh, time not kickoffs. Today. Not today, absolutely, because it looked like we had so many blowouts, and now the Sooners have the lead. The Razorbacks trying to tie it up. 22 seconds left. Okay, 48-41, so do the, the math there. 89 total points. Again, we gave you we gave you in-game a side of 92 and a half, mm-hmm. I do believe. Yeah, I think 90 rather. and a half was the last one before that possession where Texas got well, the We're going to get it way over that. We might get over 100 points in this game. Yeah, I mean, it, exactly. This is not over yet for Oklahoma. Seven but, minutes to go. But Boomer Sooner's got all the momentum right now, and they've had it for the better part of the last 30 to 45 minutes. What are, what are the tex- Texas faithful going to say if Hookham can't come back and win this game about Steve Sarkeesian? They're going to do that. Uh, I remember that meme last year in this game uh, where the girl was in the stands and uh, dropped the... Uh, Middle finger, <laughs> not the surrender cobra. It was the middle finger, wow. and I think uh, maybe maybe if she's in the stands, find a camera on her because I think that that meme may repeat itself two years in a row. I know they don't like horns down, but right now that the horns are down, let's see if they can get back up. Forty-eight, forty-one, and again, you mentioned it about fifteen, fourteen seconds to go now for Arkansas. Very quickly, strategic sta- uh, standpoint here: if Sam Pittman and company are able to get the touchdown and cut it to one. Would you entertain the thought of going for two in the win? I would entertain it. It is awful hard to do, by the way, because you just lost last week. And it's like, we don't want to fall too far behind, you know, because Alabama, of course, is leading at the SEC West, as they normally do. But it's like, do we want to go two games back and basically say, okay, that's our SEC championship hopes dashed here. But for St. Sirs, there is an injured Ole Miss player on the field. So Arkansas does have one timeout, yes, by the do. way. Second and three. And now 14 seconds left to go. Of course, we remind you of the score, 52-45. to 45, Not just the outright, but also Ole Miss was laying five, five Insanity. and a half in that dead zone. So Arkansas, after the timeout, will have second and three from the Ole Miss 21. All right, and Wake Forest trying to get on the board in the Carrier Dome right now. Scoreless there. They've got a third and three just outside the 10-yard line there uh, down at the Dome. So we're just witnessing some crazy games. But again, the reason why it's so important to keep an eye on this Oklahoma-Texas uh, game here in the Red River Showdown is because Oklahoma is a national contender. They mm-hmm. are, are, are a player in the college football playoff, and it looked like about an hour ago a lot of other teams were thinking they've got their scenario. Well, all of a sudden they've got life there at Oklahoma for sure. Uh, absolutely. So they are not out of anything. They're not out of covering this football game. They're not out of winning the Big 12, and they're not out of the picture for the college football playoff. Two quick final scores here. 45-20, to 20, Tennessee over South Carolina. Favorite and over get there. Same score, Baylor over West Virginia. This was all Bears, even though the money came in on the Mountaineers. 45-20. to 20. Florida covers the big number at 39-42 to nothing over. Vanderbilt. All right, it's wild here at Circus Sportsbooks. When we come back, we're going to go back out to Mandalay Bay where our VP of Digital Content, Ben Fox, is standing by with the Sportsbook Manager, Mike Peranio. Come on back. It's crazy. It's a Saturday. <laughs> it's college football right here in Beeson. These. What's better now?
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's never been a better time to find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. Right now, new customers have a chance to win 200 bucks in free bets when they place a $10 wager on Tyson Fury, the champ, to defend his title tonight. Just use the bonus code VSIN200 when you make your first bet to take advantage of this offer. Get ready to start betting with confidence and turn knockouts into 
payout. Sign up today, discover BetMGM's daily promotions, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com. Use the bonus code VEASAN200 to win 200 bucks in free bets if Tyson Fury the champ is victorious. Get in the ring with the king of sportsbooks and enjoy fight night more than ever before. New customer offer paid in free bets. Eligibility restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada. Oh my goodness, we've got drama everywhere. Back here betting across America. I am Dave Ross. Right now, Texas is facing a 4th and eleven. They got to go for it about four minutes ago. They are down by seven to Oklahoma. And Arkansas, in the final minute of regulation, did go down and get the tying, potential tying touchdown, 52 51. But it looks like Sam Pittman is going to roll the dice and with no time left on the clock in regulation, is going to go for two and the win. Stay tuned. My goodness, Ben Falks over at Mandalay Bay with the sports manager there, Mike Peranio. <laughs> Gentlemen, I don't know how you can't get enough of college football. It is crazy every Saturday. Take it away. I wonder, Ben and Mike, what's the atmosphere like over there in this wild ending between Ole Miss and Arkansas? Well, thanks, Dave. It's good you sent it over to us now because it's getting very loud here, and I think it's going to be very loud in a second here with Mike Piranha, sportsbook director at Mandalay Bay. And, Mike, we're setting up, like Dave was saying, for a two-point conversion here. Ole Miss 52, Arkansas 51, no time left. Arkansas will cover the spread no matter what, uh, as I think it was about five and a half uh, here. They're about to, uh, we'll give a little play-by-play since this is a big game. I think we're going to hear a little bit behind us as well, no matter what happens. There might be the delay, though. Good point. (laughs) We'll, We'll let the delay happen. It should happen any second. And it is incomplete. Interesting. There, there we go. Ole Miss wins 52-51. to 51. A game back and forth. Just a, an incredible early slate here for college football as well. Uh, so plenty of games, including one going on right now, Oklahoma-Texas. Right. This is one I know we wanted to hit on. Oklahoma, three-point favorite. I've noticed a trend here in the early games. A lot of overs. I don't yeah. think that's probably good for you guys. But let's start here. Oklahoma-Texas, the Red River rivalry an incredible game yes Oklahoma down big now up seven what do you guys need in this yeah well we were looking good early in that we definitely needed Texas so both these games went sour for the books this morning but uh, we also needed Ole Miss uh, and you know we needed the unders on both those games (laughs) neither one of those are happened also and those are all pretty big decisions so uh, unless there's some miracle on the Texas it looks like we might go 0-4 on these two games with the totals it happens from time to time, but uh, we'll, we'll regroup. Look, you got to give a couple to the betters every once yes, in a while, it, right? It helps to let people win once in a while, that's for sure. And sometimes they win a whole entire weekend. So, Yep. Uh, an- another big one I know early on at BetMGM Books across America was Michigan State uh, playing Rutgers. Michigan State ending up winning 31-13, to covering that number. That was more, one of the most popular bets and highest handle on the Michigan State side across the U.S. Was that the same at Mandalay Bay or a lot of people on Michigan State or yeah, not as much? It was, uh, that was, I think, one of our East Coast heavy games mm-hmm. probably because it wasn't that big a decision here. Maybe even helped out uh, the other side on that, on this side of the country. But, uh, you know, big favorites like that uh, tend to hurt us no matter what. And yep. I'm sure that was a bet game out there. Uh, there's some interesting games that are, are getting bet too. Uh, we definitely are going to need some... Uh, some Penn State uh, covering on that. It's almost two and a half to one on Iowa. 
ticket count, and the money's also two and a half to one. So uh, even though I'm from originally from Nebraska and went to school there, I will be a Penn State fan, at least <laughs> on this game, uh, and uh, hope they covered on that. Uh, and we're also going to need uh, Auburn on that. It's a uh, four-to-one ticket count on that game, if you can believe it. So uh, that's so a, a public underdog against yeah. number two, Georgia. Yeah, that's interesting because uh, yep. Georgia's been on a pretty good streak lately, and usually they ride that. So it's kind of interesting to see that happening on that. Uh, the other big games, liabilities, are all kind of late games. We need Boise with the BYU game. We mm -hmm. need the dog there. Uh, interesting, we need UAB, but it's Florida Atlantic, so... Uh, I don't, smaller, know, I don't know if the dog on matters one. on that. It'll, <laughs> it'll be smaller, but we do have it. And then Tulsa, uh, another favorite we need against Memphis. So those are kind of unusual needs for us when it's a favorite. But uh, I'm sure if you look at the whole card, mostly dogs is what we need. But we can pick out a few favorites. I would imagine. I'm, I'm curious as well. Uh, we've seen a couple in the market uh, of betting over the UTEP Southern Miss total. This was over 44.5, one at over 45. I know a couple of these were in New Jersey. Has there been any action potentially on that total, or is that more just a now, the, potentially yeah, a standout there? That's, that's a, another East Coast standout. Gotcha. And it's interesting to see how those uh, occur, too. Um, and uh, the East Coast, West Coast kind of comes into play on Sundays now mm -hmm. with these, uh, these uh, London games. Uh, out yep. here, it's pretty early in the morning, at least out there, where we can get some action on it. And I know we've got... Uh, another London game, I believe, next week. Although I think it's Jacksonville and Miami, so I don't know how they're getting these really bad matchups. They're not, in they're not necessarily trying to hook <laughs> hook them over there on it's, NFL with the uh, with the matchups. I, I don't know. I, it's almost like the NFL knew what who to send over mm -hmm. there, but uh, you'd think they'd want to send some good teams. But uh, I don't well, think I don't think Tom will let them send Tampa and, Bay there. So. And Calvin Ridley, the Falcons receiver, decided he he doesn't need to go over. Yeah. He's not playing in that game. That's but interesting too. Let's yeah. start there because London games obviously interesting. I think as football fans, right, we love it. Wake up, there's football already. How is this specifically for a book? Because it's an island game, right? So it's the only right. one going on. But unlike Thursday night, Sunday night, Monday night football, it's not late in the day or where people potentially are betting and chasing. It's at 6.30 in the morning. Right. So I think I would imagine a lot of people forget to bet the night before. Or is this something that gets more handle than it would just if it was in the block of the normal early games? It Probably it gets less handle, but you're 100% correct. There are people that bet the night before, which is, you know, we'll remind people throughout the day there's an early game tomorrow. Right. But if it's Colorado or Arizona, anywhere BetMGM is, doesn't matter as much. This is Las Vegas, so there's people doing things till 2 or 3 in the morning. So I think you, you, we might even have a, a group of guys betting those games that have been up all night. Right, so before might, they go to bed. Yeah, so we, we, <laughs> they're probably not making the best decisions. We might want to have extra people available to <laughs> right. take wagers on that. Let's hit on the biggest game of the weekend, I would expect from a handle perspective. Bills and Chiefs, rematch of the AFC title game. The Bills probably have circled this game for a long time on their calendar, knowing it's coming up. Chiefs just covered a number last week, but have not been very good against the spread going back to last season. This is Chiefs minus three, some two and a halfs out there. Where do you guys sit and where potentially do you think this is going to be the highest handle game this weekend? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be the highest handle. It's kind of interesting uh, on, I mean, let's back that up a little bit. The, the highest handle and number of tickets is always going to be the Raiders on a home game. doesn't gotcha. matter when it is. So even this week with the Raiders being at home, it's not going to be the highest bet or most tickets. Other than that, it is always, so far this year, 
Uh, interesting, and it's kind of interesting because without the Chiefs covering all those games, I thought maybe it would start waning a little mm-hmm. bit, uh, but we'll see. It's definitely the best uh, game we're looking for. It's going to be a big handle, big crowds. It'll be fun. Yep. Big game. We, we, other than the Raider game, it's a, a fun game for us to have. That'll be a big one. And so needing more Bills, needing more Chiefs, or too early right now <laughs> yeah, to, it's, to tell? Uh, it's kind of, uh, it's too early on that. It's nothing big. The, the games were really, we, believe it or not, we need the Lions this week. Well, I guess you could believe that. Cause Against my the, Vikings. The, the yeah. Vikings. So mm-hmm. uh, the other game we need, which was surprising to me, is the Packers. But there's this big bandwagon on Cincinnati now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're looking good. Joe Burrows is getting a lot of publicity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they look like a good team. So, I, I, and so that was kind of unusual uh, that we needed that. The sharp action this week we that uh, has been strictly on the Packers, Jets, and Texans. So, uh, you know, those are all good-sized dogs, which means sharps are usually on our side of the game. So those are the three big sharp plays this week that we're getting action on. Uh, that Houston game's down to, I think, some places eight. Uh, and uh, the Lions also has moved a little bit, too. Uh, but the Packers went down to three. The Jets are down to three. Like I said, the Texans are plus eight now off of nine. Wow. Well, we got about 30 seconds left. I know there's a couple totals as well. Any movement in the totals in the NFL? Yeah, uh, the Jets have gone up uh, two full points on the Jets, up to 45 and a half. Browns up to 40, or down to 47. I think we're seeing the Browns' defense looking impressive every week. Uh, and the Cowboys' total is up to 52, so it's gone. Mm. made a pretty good move on that game, too, with the Cowboys. Always an impressive offense there. Yeah. Mike, appreciate the time as well, always, and uh, yeah. always the best-dressed uh, man in the sports book. <laughs> like I said, that's my wife. But thanks for having <laughs> me on. I appreciate being here. And uh, come see us, anyone out there. We enjoy all the visitors from Beeson being out here. Thanks so much. We'll be right back on Betting Across America here at Beeson, the Sports Betting Network. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You may know Jackson Pollock, the painter famous for his iconic drip paintings. 
But what do you know about his wife, artist Lee Krasner? On Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock, the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting, just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts.